0: Previously on subtle frequencies.
1: Um, as a Joel, this is my what a sacred duty this is uh, to be part of the singing of the sacred song that keeps the sleeping one. It's such a perfect song, and we're so we're all it's so very wonderful. glad
0: that we can have it.
1: It's such it's wonderful that we were able to find
2: mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, and all of my beautiful little mushroom children. I love spreading them all over the place and watching them grow into little versions of me, but really they are me, because that is how the fungi works.
0: Oh boy. Hello and welcome to Subtle Frequencies. Y'all, I mean, I think you know, things are, they're not looking good outside lately. I can't exactly figure out What the deal is or how to fix it right now so i'm just hoping everyone stays safe and world has to keep on spinning we got to keep on making this show because what else are we gonna do you know so this week despite all of the destruction we're talking about beams i think it's a little fun you know there's all kinds of beams the radio waves that are carrying my voice to you right now is a sort of a beam among other things beams affect our lives and i think many ways that people take for granted. So let's talk beams. And my guest today, Wendy Peters, she, her, has been a practitioner of the beam arts for over two decades. Wendy first learned how to harness the power of the beams through her mentor and therapist, Georgina Prisma. Her beam movement sessions start at sunrise every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the community center parking lot. She also offers in-home beam calibration consultations. Well, Wendy, what's the deal? What's going on?
1: Well, I am delighted to be here with you. Pan, I am just as concerned about, you know, the strangeness that's been going on on in town but i'm glad to be here talking with you about something i love that i'm passionate about and that is beams and there are many a beam like you were saying and i think that maybe this can be a way that we can uh you know come together as a community i I don't know i I i'm surprised and delighted by how beams have uh shaped crafted cultivated and you know calibrated my life so i'm hoping that i can be of some use to you personally but also any callers that call in
0: sure yeah well I appreciate your you know you lending your expertise here so let's just start with as I was saying before there's just so many beams out there that people might not realize the way that beams are affecting their life but you know what are some of the ways in your practice or just in your knowledge of beams that the average person might be encountering every day perhaps
1: the beams that I often focus on, Uh, and are more of my specialty, are the beams that uh, come from within us, within our bodies, within our spirits, and that we project out into the world. These are often invisible, not always, but often invisible, forces that move from our bodies, from our, uh, sometimes our eyes, our eyeballs, sometimes Mm -hmm. our limbs, and, you know, are able to affect change in the world outside of us.
0: Can you give us uh, an example, though, of, like, You know, what's a beam effect that I might be dealing with?
1: Well, for example, let's say there's something that you want to happen in the world. Something that Mm -hmm. you want to, like you want a new position at work. And you want to get a promotion. And you know that you have to, you know, work within like the politics of work or whatever. And you just don't seem to be able to get that promotion. Right. Understanding that your body within it spiritually is like many prisms. That are bouncing around all of your wills and forces. And that you are going to reconfigure the insides of you and your spiritual prisms and those bouncing beams into the direction of that promotion. You're going to be thinking about that promotion. You're going to be pondering that promotion. And all the time, you're going to be moving those beams. It might take a moment. But you will eventually find that you, using the force of those beams within you, you will get that promotion. And that's what Uh I found.
0: Do the beams like blast out of your body and affect other people?
1: Absolutely, Absolutely. I don't. I don't necessarily recommend this, just because they can't always consent to that happening. But you know, if you have a loved one and you're concerned about them and you want to send that positive energy that way, that's a good thing. You know, uh. that can be helpful and useful. Uh, but it can it can turn into dark directions as well. So I oh. mean, I I think you know using it for. Your own life and and the directions of things that are happening to you is probably the most ethical way to go about it. And and that idea of like I I want my life to go in this direction, I want this thing to happen for me. And you know that you're shaping your universe around you. To uh-huh. to be fair, uh, but you're not actively trying to be like I want. You know my coworker to trip and fall, and I'm gonna be putting my beams. Oh, well, Yeah, over that's there. not nice. No, that's not very nice. I like nice beams. I don't like mean beams.
0: Sure. Mm-mm. You think there's a way that beams and harnessing the power of beams could reverse the sort of borderline cataclysm that we're sort of resting on the edge of. I think,
1: unfortunately, since we're not quite sure what is causing this cataclysm at the moment, maybe that could be a way that we could harness our beams is is trying to get down to the bottom of the mystery, but also fortifying ourselves. You know, it seems like you know this rumbling and and you know i don't know if you can sense it but there seems to be kind of negative beams moving through the earth and i'm wondering if we can also point our our beams in kind of a positive anti-rumble kind of way uh fortifying our, ourselves in those prisms that and, and beams that are within us and being good neighbors and good you know citizens of this town
0: yeah i mean it can't hurt that's my hope all right well it's something to consider well, maybe you know. Let's let's just roll into some phone calls. See, you know, see who needs to talk about beams. See if anyone has any useful knowledge about maybe beams that you or I don't already know about that could uh, maybe save our souls. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get into it right after these words from our sponsors.
2: See you there.
3: That's likely on account of how I never leave my Pillow Palace patented palladium fibre mattress. In point of fact, I just roll around in my room covered in palladium fibre
4: mattresses. Every wall, every surface, palladium fibre. Even the ceiling. Don't ask me why.
3: Our top scientists discovered this material. In a collective dream they had while looking for the cure for heartburn what a lucky find
2: anyway i should get back to it just remember here at pillow palace we've got your back
0: we're back and we're ready for some phone calls you people seem to have a lot of things you want to talk about beams so let's get right into it uh first caller you're on
2: hey there my name's ed david garber jr and i go by he him
0: huh all right what's going on
2: well pan i'm a beam farmer and let me tell you what business is not doing well i did uh. not grow beans And hell, I wish I did. I'm wishing Uh that I had inherited a bean farm from old Papa Ed David Garber, Jr. Ed David Garber, Sr., sorry. Uh Uh-huh. But nope, I deal with beams.
0: How do you even farm a beam?
2: Well, most of the methodology is proprietary. Okay. But let's say, in theory, I plant this sort of reverse photosynthetic alfalfa. And then I got my my beam species of alpaca. They eat this alfalfa and then they process it and they process it in their bodies in a very particular way. And then when uh, those alpaca are shorn by myself and my family, we thresh the wool off of that alpaca and we get only the purest, most potent form of beams that is known to the market.
1: It's a tough business, as far as I'm aware.
2: Yeah, the prices are going down. Now that there's Uh more availability to pure beams, pure unfiltered beams, then a lot of people are driving those prices down. I've had to start selling Uh unpasteurized beams on the black market.
0: Uh In case you want to know, you
2: just go down to the church parking lot at midnight on Wednesday nights. Every first Wednesday, I'll be there selling those unpasteurized beams.
0: Now, what does the pasteurization process help with in terms of beams?
2: Well, there's a lot of kinds of beams. I ain't going to tell you all that. And among them, there are volatile beams. Okay. Now, in the time before the Neolithic Revolution, these beams were very commonplace in everyday life. Occasionally, there'd be somebody that maybe consumed a little too much of them. And those volatile beams gave them qualities that were not very desirable. But if you build up your immunity to it, it's all gravy.
0: Mm. Are you concerned at all that these beams that you're selling like this could be used for evil?
2: I'm very concerned about that. Yeah, it's very possible. Huh. But you know what they say? Once for me? No, they say beams don't kill people. People kill people with beams.
1: I I would only say, though, that Beams do kill people. It'll it'll tear right through you if you're not prepared.
2: Oh, that's I get that problem all the time. I'm walking out on my plot right now, and I, you know it doesn't matter how many signs I put up. Kids and such they try to drive around and donuts in their pickups, ruining my beam farm. And I tell them, watch out, those volatile beams will shred you to bits. They don't listen,
0: and they're killed.
2: No, it just gives them kind of a haircut, as in all their hair falls out. It grows back. The toenails, though, that's a little trickier. Hold on a sec. Somebody, I don't know what done gone wrong. I mean, obviously there's all these earthquakes, but there's all these little talking mushrooms. I keep having to cut them, trim them down.
0: What do they sound like?
2: Like they come from Bavaria.
0: Oh, okay.
2: I assume they just like soaking in the beams.
0: Makes sense. What
2: buggers are everywhere.
0: Maybe they could be your friend. You ever think about I, that?
2: I mean, if they're eating all my beams, that ain't going to be possible.
0: Beams are renewable. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but my profits aren't. I guess this place don't run on spit and elbow grease. It runs on a steady line of profit.
1: What what I'm hearing is, and that I understand that you're struggling, you know, to stay in the the beam business but I'm just a uh, little concerned that you are putting dangerous beams out there without educating your clientele and it, it, as much as, as I'm trying to you know educate the community as much as I can are you doing anything to like help help these people understand what you're doing when you're giving them these un, un- unpasteurized beams
2: yeah I am I'm giving them kind of like a uh, look them up and down and I give them a sideways look and if they look funny to me I don't offer them my my goods
0: that's not what she asks
2: are
1: are you are you saying that you're you're trying to analyze their beams like their internal no, spiritual fitting
2: my customers
1: all right I just don't I just don't feel like that's a very responsible way to be putting beams out there in the community
2: I had a couple of fourteen year olds the other day they come up to me in the parking lot and they say, "Have you got the goods and I look at them and I go I'm gonna need to see some identification
1: did they show you their library
0: card their their yeah, children happens
2: they try to give me identification, and it was very clearly false. So I said, Uh, what are the three P's of beams? What'd they say? Well, they made it up as they went along. So they got it all wrong. They they said practice, they said (coughs) punctuality, and then they said uh, piss, because they ran out of ideas of P words.
0: Only so many of them. Classic.
2: So I denied them my services, and I sent them back to their you know, they're folks empty-handed.
1: Well, that's good to Who hear. Who knows what wow. those
2: kids would have done with them.
1: I They got would have gotten ripped up just like the rest of your clientele sounds like.
2: They'd have gotten a $2 shave for the price of nothing.
1: That could mess you up for years. Years and years.
2: Years or your hair could grow back to the wrong color.
0: I'd be all right.
2: Lime green.
0: Kind of cool.
2: Pews. Forest green. Mahogany. Well, well, I, know, cool. I, I
1: feel like some people would, would pay for that on purpose.
2: Yeah, you yeah. think they would, but they don't know that it's a lifetime choice.
1: Well, could you do another beam to change it?
2: Yeah, but that's kind of like inviting an invasive species to kill another invasive species.
1: I don't know. It sounds like you might have yourself a, a business, uh, a changing of people's color, color of their hair, if you if you did some research.
2: Oh, you're you're telling me I should open up one of them barbershop salons?
1: I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah,
2: I, it's why It's just, not? you know. Like a beam like a beam haircut.
1: That could be great. Yeah.
2: That's the thought, you know. I'm sure sort if of Grandpappy Garber heard that, he'd say hell no, but he, he's dead in his grave. We all made sure of that.
1: The beam industry has to keep evolving and changing, you know, as as we're moving through the times.
2: Yeah, that's True. that's why they say, you know, the, a stick that stays in the mud, you know.
1: They do say that. I, yeah. I don't know what it means when they say that, Sure I think we should that? come up with a new saying is all I'm, as of what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, there needs to be a new one because that one doesn't have an ending.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I prefer ones for me as a kind of a general term. Yeah. yeah and Anyways. I kind
2: of feel like I, those kind of it could mean a lot of things but it, it it means something very strongly to me. Exactly. I
0: don't know. I feel like we made some you know, had some good brainstorming today. I guess. I well, thank you I'm for excited. the
2: rich bit of uh Advice and uh, you know, remember if you ever need any beams or know anybody that does, you know where to find me.
0: Sure, well, best of yeah. luck to you, Ed David. Parking lot or whatever.
2: Salutations.
0: All right, take it easy. Thank you for calling. That could be cool, you know. Beam haircut, beam hair dye. I
1: agree. I feel like there, there's there's something new on the horizon. Rather than trying to uh, keep a dying business doing the same thing, you got to change what you're doing. You got to reorient.
0: Yeah. Is it safe?
1: Well, I think you know that's what I was—I was trying to say. You know, you got to research, because giving people just raw beams is not safe. That is definitely not safe.
0: Yeah.
1: Best case scenario, you get all your hair falls out or it changes another color. There are much worse things that can be happening with an unpasteurized beam. So I think focusing mm. on a, a less dangerous and potentially aesthetically pleasing uh, solution is probably what's going to be the better option for Ed David Garber Jr.
0: Yeah, I think so. Sure, we'll work on it. I don't know. I'm not gonna go. I don't want to get my hair cut anyway.
1: No, I like to do my own haircuts at home.
0: Yeah, it's just better. Yeah. Best of luck to him. Let's talk to someone else. Um, Got someone else coming right now. Next caller, you're on.
3: Hey, hello, this is Wayne. Uh, he, ham.
0: What's going on?
3: I came out of here because, you know, this is the time of night that the... The beams out in the forest start to show up. You know the little, little floaty balls in the in the in the air.
0: Right. Yeah. I done fandom. Yeah, I know that nobody
3: cares, but uh, I just got so many questions where these beams are concerned. All right. Like, are they aliens, or are they they lights from the road that are just going real far, or you know, what's going on with these beams? I got questions. Are they? Are they the souls of the deer departed? They're trying to guide us. Are they sort of like a you know a guide, like like an NPC in a video game?
4: Hmm.
1: Well, Wayne, I think unfortunately my answer is not going to be su- super satisfactory. In that it could be any of those. You know, there are just so yeah. many beams out there. Now they're going to look a little different. They're going to sound a little different. But you know, w- there's there's a good chance that you're just seeing a a, a run of the mill just a light, light bulb like an incandescent bulb from somewhere
3: I'm you know it like, through through the forest here and i i i'd have to disagree if it were a light bulb it would flicker or uh you know when i
0: tapped it it would break all right all right so wait are you touching the beam right now
3: don't worry i got let i got my my calf skin gloves on are you
1: are you seeing anything else in your surroundings any kind of uh, equipment, or for example, let's say if this was an alien, you might be seeing a ship.
3: Sorry, I'm following these beam, this beam, and it, it is it's taking me through a couple of prickle bushes. So I just I'm just pushing them over and climbing them over and getting a little cuts on me. Oh, guys, I think I, I think I found something a little dastardly going on back here. Oh, what are you? What's the deal? What seeing? I see a lot of. Science, gadgetry, and torches, and a bunch of people wearing kind of like velvet lab coats. Some badass. It looks like some sort of demon worship.
4: Hmm.
1: Oh, hello. Hey, Not so fast, know? there.
3: I got my big knife, my Bowie knife right here, and I will I, I, cut your nave to chop like Macbeth. You
1: don't have to. You don't have to use your big knife. That's a very big knife, I see. Hi, hello.
3: My Three is- feet long.
1: Uh, I'm going to introduce myself, and then maybe you can introduce yourself to me. Is that okay?
3: Depends on what you say next.
1: All right. That's absolutely fair. My name is Dr. Andrutha Julius. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, I'm Wayne,
3: and I go by he, him.
1: I'm delighted to to meet you, Wayne. Um, I am a laser scientist. Uh, I am passionate about this laser here, this laser beam. These are my associates.
3: Are you making these beams? Is this your doing?
1: Absolutely. Uh, we try to have this be kind of exclusive. But you know what? I'm delighted that you found us.
3: All right. I'm going to sheath my knife then.
1: I appreciate that.
3: If you're doctors, that's okay. Though.
1: We are all doctors. But not medical doctors. Not a one of us. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, are you on the... You appear to be on the phone, Wayne. So.
0: Yeah, I'm talking. Hey, what's up?
1: Oh, it's... It's pain. Uh, Are we on the radio right now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, what's going on? Okay. Yeah, I'm curious about these beams that you're making.
1: Well, me and my fellow scientists here have been working on a project that we have finally... I feel like we're making progress
3: here. And a whole lot of ruckus, if you ask me.
1: We're trying to keep it kind of private, but the beam is quite loud, to be fair. Unfortunately, your listeners won't be able to, to fully experience this, but we have a delicious bean that is coming out of our laser. Delicious. It's absolutely delectable.
0: Can you taste a bean? Yeah, what does a bean taste like? Well, we haven't
1: I... been able to taste it yet, but tonight is the night.
3: So it's mystery flavor.
1: It is deliciously flavored. It is the most delectable thing that has ever been tasted in all of history. I just know it. Okay. That's what we've been working on for years. Okay. And we're finally going to be able to put our delicate flesh tongues on this laser beam. I think, I think it's the time. I mean, it is the time. I know it's the time. So we're gonna do it. And I'm so honored that you're gonna be able to see us finally taste the beam, Wayne.
3: So I have to stay is what you're saying?
1: Yes, you do have to stay. If you were going to interrupt our ritual to taste the beam, then you have to stay for the whole ritual, Wayne.
3: Do we, I, Do I have protective goggles like the ones you're wearing? Sure.
1: Root around in the ground and see if you can find some... Root some, around
3: uh, in the ground?
1: Well, you know, all the. I don't have oh, time for this. I'm about to taste the few. most delicious There's, beam of all time.
3: This one's got initials on it like it belongs to someone else. What's that mean? I don't want to take someone else's ruby-plated glasses.
1: Dr. Kyle Rexor did love to bedazzle his goggles, and unfortunately, when he tasted the beam, he wasn't strong enough. So you could wear his goggles, okay? And yes, he was vaporized. But, that was before, and this is now when we've made a lot of adjustments. And this is going to be the tastiest, juiciest, thickest beam, and we're going to eat it, and it's going to be so good.
3: Are you sacrificing human lives for these beams?
1: This is... A consensual joy is coming together in the mouth and in the taste buds and the beam and we're together in this. I don't think you're ready to taste the beam, Wayne,
3: but you get to watch it. I do not want to taste the beam. I am a bystander at best.
0: Sure, can you at least tell us what's going on as it happens? Because I'm pretty curious.
3: Well, one, they got these two massive sort of couplings Uh and a a green light is going into a red light kind of like a watermelon gummy. Okay. And then the chanting is starting and now they've got sort of a lot of these implements in their hands like little mirrors like little mirror balls and they are taking the light and they are focusing it all on to one point. Like, did you ever see the movie The Dark Crystal? No. It's a lot like that.
0: Okay, cool.
3: And now the chanting is going it's a good song it's like going to church on Sunday morning, but with more beams.
1: It's nearly time! Our friends, we're ready! Put your tongues out!
3: They're all putting their tongues out, but only one of them's going up to the point at which all of the beams are convalescing.
4: Are you ready to taste that delicious beam? I am! Put your tongue out! My tongue is off! Taste the beam! I want to
1: taste the beam! (laughs) So <laughs>
0: Like
3: it, oh, like putting a lighter to some dryer lint. Oh mm. dear!
1: Who is ready to taste the beam?
3: Are you just lining people up and having them taste the beam? Yes. Until one of them doesn't get vaporized.
0: I'm not a scientist, but I think you should adjust something before you one do, or do two another things. try. Yeah, at least.
4: Who is the scientist here? You, Wayne, who stumbled in
1: here and interrupted our ritual? our scientific work, or all of these scientists that you see here who love that beam.
3: No, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I am certified in MIG and TIG welding, and oh. I could maybe help some of this rinky-dink kind of Mickey Mouse clannery that you got going on around here, and I could help you get something going that's a little more, I don't want to say legit, because that's what the kids say, but yeah, that.
0: Too legit.
1: Are you saying you know about beams?
3: No, I I expressly do not understand what you mean by beams.
1: That look at that the
3: beam. Well, the I'm looking beam. at a lot of this equipment here, and a lot of it's held together by wooden dowels.
1: Most of this is highly specialized laser equipment. Yes, certainly. There's a little bit of DIY happening here. We are in the forest, Wayne.
3: Well, that's also my other, my third concern is that you were gonna you're gonna start a fire with some of these more more vicious looking beams. Like Delicious look, beams. See this beam that's just going into this pile of leaves? Tasty. Is Why are you I letting see. it do that? It's going to set a forest fire.
1: Tastiest fire I've ever seen.
3: Okay. We're going to do us a little bit of work here. We're going to weld some metals together and some rivets and what have you. We're going to make ourselves a more concentrated sort of machine here.
1: Well, we've been exiled here into the forest. But if you're willing to help us and be part of our community, then yes, I don't want to turn you away.
3: So wait, wait, wait. Before I sign on, why are you exiled out here?
1: I'm not going to air all of our dirty laundry
3: on the radio. I we want to know more about the beams. You're lucky I'm into it. It's just, Let's put it that way.
0: All right. Um, This is sort of getting boring, so I, I'm going to leave you all to your thing. And we're going to move on.
3: All right. Thank you for accepting my call. If you don't hear from me in a couple days, you... You send a search party out here for me, all right?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? All right, totals. Peace. Hmm. Interesting.
1: I'm sorry, that was just a little overwhelming for me. To be honest, I'm not as familiar with edible beams that they were talking about. I don't know, you know, too much about that. And I don't know if they knew too much about that either, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they're still working through a lot of the finer points on that one
1: challenging stuff but, I mean
0: is it even possible to make a beam so concentrated that it could perhaps be cut with a knife and served on a plate and eaten by a person
1: I mean not within my knowledge but you know again I'm not a scientist I'm more of a community uh educator uh, yeah I don't know I mean that does sound kind of tempting and to be honest i w- if i wouldn't get vaporized I would try it
0: You know, when you think about it, in a way, the sun makes beams. Yes, right, absolutely. And those beams come to Mm -hmm. us, and then they hit plants, and then their chlorophyll converts the beams into, I don't know, glucose or some shit? Sure. I don't know how this works. And then that conditions the beam in a way that then I can, you know, maybe pick it up and it's... It's a delicious bunch of arugula, and I put that on a sandwich.
1: That seems to be a more conventional way of, you know, thinking about eating beams. And less dangerous, and uh, more delicious in some ways, but... uh,
0: It's hard to say. They made it sound really good, but also, I think anyone who's tried to taste the beam has been killed, so it's hard to tell.
1: But it might, in those moments, have been the most delicious thing that you could possibly ever taste. We don't know. Maybe... We'll never know.
0: Guess not. Well, whatever. Let's keep going. Uh, got some more people want to talk. So another caller, you're on.
1: Hi, I am. Um, uh, this is um Joel. I'm a Joel. Uh, my pronouns are she/her, and I'm just wondering. Um. We're trying to. F- I don't know if uh, you can help, maybe, Pan, because you seem to know a lot of stuff. Or maybe one of your callers could help. My question is, um, yeah, yeah, you know how the sleeping one um is supposed to be sleeping all the time, and we sing it uh-huh. the most beautiful song. Uh, you know the song that makes it sleep. But we seem to have I don't like lost the song or forgotten it or I, But uh, I just want to make find another song, maybe that's like a good song. So that uh, hmm. that it won't wake up. So, like, I don't know. Do you know any songs that are, like, really good at keeping the sleeping one sleeping? So that it doesn't hmm. wake up? Because it's waking up.
0: Right. Yeah, we don't want that. No. Got it. Right. Hmm. Have you tried anything?
1: We tried
4: uh, Piano Man. That didn't seem to work. Okay. Um. We tried Britney Spears' Toxic. That, we thought maybe that would work. Um, we tried, you know, that one Daft Punk song?
0: around the world
4: yeah it's the
1: one where you
0: could <laughs> it's the one that's like around the, yeah, world, around around the, the world, world around
1: the world, world. around the world we did, that one and we did uh every justin bieber song that didn't work that made it worse that made it worse hmm. that was really bad um we tried uh a lot of songs i don't know but but when you try more songs what do you know do you know any songs
0: uh like every Sufjan John Stevens song sort of okay. makes me tired.
1: I'm gonna write that down. Sufjan Stevens. Okay. Any,
0: uh, do you know any of that song? Uh Wendy, do you have any ideas?
1: Have you tried that song about uh country road? Do, 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 ban, do, do. That's a good song. Um
0: yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I like that uh Celine Dion. I like the one about Titanic.
0: okay. That's a yeah. good song. Hey, Archie. Yeah, boss. What's that fucking band that you're always listening to that's, like, really boring?
2: It's not so much a band as it's Billy Joel's first album. Cold Spring Harbor, my favorite album of all time.
0: Yeah, I guess that sounds right. right. Uh, Joel, Joel. yeah,
2: maybe give that a shot. I do like... Try Why Judy Why? We
4: we tried a lot of Billy
2: Joel songs, but that's a real tearjerker.
1: Okay, I'll take this list, take back this, the jewels, and we'll start singing. Maybe it'll go back to sleep. Okay.
2: All right, man, good luck.
1: I gotta go. I gotta go. Bye. Bye.
0: Okay, bye. Well, that's a pickle. Who's the next caller? Archie, you don't have to. You can th- thank you for your help. So you don't want me on the show? No, I didn't. Just for oh, that. Oh, I part. thought you called me in here because you
3: were like, finally, I got a reason to make Archie the guest on the show. No. I'll see you later. I ain't got anything to do right now, so I could just sit in here and watch you guys do you think I'll
2: be real quiet.
1: <coughs> Arch- Archie, could you just not cough? You're just really close to me right now. You're just really close
2: to me. I'm heart. not coughing. It's... Oh, okay. <coughs> I drank water funny earlier, and it's oh, just fine. It's persistent. You're just,
1: you're just real close to my to me, to my, my person, so I don't like that very much.
2: All right,
0: you guys keep going. I'll be right here. I guess. Okay. Okay, well,
4: anyways.
1: (laughs) You know what? This might be a good opportunity to try to use my beams. I'm just feeling like... I mean, it's not something I can verbalize, but, you know, I'm just going to be thinking, you know, maybe...
2: (laughs) Wait, did you say beams? (laughs) Oh,
1: fuck. You know, the beams that are within
2: us. (laughs) What kind of beams are you using? Spiritual beams. Yeah, I'm allergic to those. Yeah, I think... I-, I told you, pan a thousand times. Oh, I gotta go. Unfortunately, I, gotta go to the I, can't,
1: I, I can't turn these beams off, and it, it might be a good idea if you stand away from me. I <laughs> know, oh, I'm on my way to the hospital. All right. My throat's closing You'll be fine. I promise. You'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I'll be dead. It's not so bad. All right, have fun at the hospital. Uh, <laughs> he'll be fine. Anyways, be fine. that sleeping one. Ugh. Yeah, that's real
1: troublesome. That is, that is an actual yeah. genuine problem. Um,
0: yeah, I wish we hadn't all forgotten the song that was keeping it asleep.
1: Yeah, I just cannot put my finger on what that song was. No. It was a great song, I think.
0: Yeah, I recall it being very good.
1: Yeah. That's a shame.
0: That one of the things about it. Hard to compete with stuff like that.
1: Sometimes you got the best Ugh. song there is, but uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, well, I hope they figure it out soon. Yeah. yeah. Let's... Uh... Let's talk to someone else now. All right. Get another caller on. Uh, right now, you're on caller. Hi.
1: Hello, my name is Kathleen Pummels. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And, well, okay, first of all, uh, my house just got demolished. Uh, but, you know, all those earthquakes and tremors and weird things are going on. But I'm sure. just wondering, have have you all noticed uh, that spotlight that's been going on? It just—it kind of started just a little bit ago. Uh, Do we know where that's coming from?
0: No, I just assumed like a a mattress store was opening or something like that. Yeah,
1: that's a really good guess. I, you know, mattress store. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to put my guess in, you know. Oh yeah. Just to put it in the run. I don't know. I feel I would go find out where the beams are. It's just my car got rubble on it too so yeah that's gonna
0: I'm make thinking maybe
1: way. you know that little like parking lot that's across the street from the Steel and deal wouldn't that be like a fun place to have a spotlight right i don't know
0: yeah i guess so that could
1: be fun i don't know
0: it's just,
1: it. just sort of a thing i was thinking about while i'm waiting for uh i don't know to figure out what to do now that my house is demolished and my car is covered in
4: rubble mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh right. what a funny thing all right well i'm gonna be listening if anybody listening is maybe like oh what are the spotlights uh i'm just curious people find out where the spotlights are coming from
0: sure yeah. yeah i mean now i'm kind of interested
1: yeah well kathleen i hope we find out i'm curious now too i i hadn't even i don't i just always love finding out where where spotlights are coming from so i hope people call in uh, and and i hope you get yeah. whatever's going on with your house that's that's no fun
0: yeah good luck with the destruction of sort of your house and etc.
1: Oh, well, thank you guys. Uh, and I'm uh, I'm. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye.
0: All right. Talk to you later. You know, surprisingly positive outlook. Gotta respect that.
1: Oh, great. You know, keeping, keeping the chin up, looking at the positives, thinking about yeah. curiosity. That's what you gotta do. You gotta orient those beams to look to the positive.
0: Even if it can't stop your house from being destroyed, you know, it can Yeah. stop you from falling apart
1: exactly absolutely 100 percent.
0: are spotlights a type of beam
1: i mean yes you know in my opinion some people are like no there's it's just lights but i mean come on it's a beam it's a beam
0: yeah it seems awfully beam like yeah
1: one of the most mysterious and fun kind of beams out there
0: yeah and i didn't realize any there were like any sorts of things opening or any sorts of like big events happening tonight sort of a weird time for that to take place but
1: i agree mm, even maybe. even more mysterious Hmm.
0: oh well whatever no time to figure that out now um we got to keep it keep it moving so let's get another caller on caller hello
4: oh well, hello there my name is Spanglehertz, and i get by the day them
0: what's going on
4: so i'm here to lodge a formal complaint okay so i have been taking your
3: classes for a while now, Wendy Peters.
1: Oh, all right.
4: And I, I spent quite a bit of cheddar on the mirror dome, uh, $450 plus tax. And I don't, I'm not seeing any beams. I'm not seeing any progress on the beams.
1: Oh, well, Spangle, you are uh, not alone in that concern, but I do want to reassure you that the mirror dome is one of our absolute best devices that we sell through my classes uh, have you purchased the upgrade kit with the mirror dome no
4: I don't think so see this mirror dome already doesn't work and I spent a lot of money on it and I just well would the like thing my is you back. have
1: to have the mirror dome and the upgrade kit that adds a second and a third a tertiary dome
4: do you have a can opener in your house
1: do I have a can opener of course I have uh-huh uh-huh I have a can opener.
3: Hey,
4: if you brought that can opener home and it didn't open cans, would you ask for your money back? Would you try to return it? Well, the thing is, I would try to figure out what is
1: not working with my can opener, and sometimes you need to have a uh, secondary equipment to make that device work.
0: Yeah, it's like you can play an, an electric guitar unplugged, but it doesn't sound cool until you have an amplifier and ideally, like a big fuzz pedal.
4: I'm not spending 700 or more dollars
3: on a mirrored a mirror rig thing. I don't. I already wasted four hundred fifty dollars on this mirror dome, and all. I got out of it was this lousy float. Your float, excuse
1: A
4: float?
3: Yeah, I'm floating roughly two lousy inches
4: off the ground. Are you t- and I what? just, <laughs> it's such a craggy shit. Oh. I just,
3: I want Spangle. to have my beams. I want to master the beams. S-
1: Sp- Spangle. And this is I don't think you understand enough. what you've done. I don't think you understand the achievement that you have achieved. It takes some practitioners decades to be able to be floating and you're telling me how long have you had this mirror dome two weeks that's that is astonishing you this to- is
3: not <gasps> shit. i am upset i wanted to be able to do all the
4: beams i want to be able to shoot the beams i want to be able to fly all right I- i'm hearing you i'm listening to what you're saying
1: I, and, and now that I understand the situation as it is, you don't need that secondary uh, device. What you need is you need to take a course with me. You need to take the master class so that I'm
3: you can not hone this.
4: shoving any more money
3: into your grubby little hands. I am going to devote my life to getting my $450 back from you.
1: Well, if you come and take the course, then that's going to be... Exponential. The amount of wealth and beams they're going to be coming in and out of your body through the force of that mirror dome uh, is uh, going to uh, be amazing. Uh,
3: that one. What is going to happen, as normally I would say, that you should expect a call from my lawyers, but I don't have lawyers. And what I do have is rage. So you should be expecting me to master beam skills. I'm going to use them against you, and I'm going to just keep climbing the beam ladder until I force you using beam magic to give me back my $450 and then I can return this stupid beam dome.
1: Well, Spangle, I'm I'm real sorry to hear that you are choosing to do that. I'm so sorry that the mirror dome was not to your liking. I feel that we can maybe come to an understanding at some point.
3: No, you're going to hurt, too, until I get my forfeited back.
1: Well, then I want you to know that I can do way more than float, so just be ready.
3: I'm going to dedicate my life to destroying you. All
1: right. Well, good Good luck. Mm. I don't like being threatened, is all I'm saying. I don't like being threatened. That's, not very, no, that's yeah. not very nice of you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like not in their best interest. Could get so much more out of the beams if they just uh, were cool about it at all.
1: I agree. I I was willing to have classes, you know, mentorship, guiding Spangle's path, but uh, I'm not liking I'm not liking the vibes that I'm getting from Spangle. Hmm. I I feel yeah yeah I don't like that.
0: Got yourself a nemesis, I guess.
1: I mean, you know, that's something new and fun. So uh, oh. I I've, I've never had a nemesis before. So uh, I guess you know that's kind of fun. That's a nice spin on. It. I like that pan. I like that spin.
0: Although, you know, I kind of wonder, like, how effective they'll be as as a nemesis, since they can't even seem to, you know, focus on on their beam training enough to to get anything out of it.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I will say, you know, like I was saying before, uh, floating two inches off the ground with just two weeks of really no real training is pretty impressive. So that does give me, I guess, you know, if I'm trying to have this be as positive as possible... A little hope that this nemesis thing will be a fun challenge.
0: You know. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. Yeah, Enjoy it while it lasts, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think I will. This will be a fun little thing. I haven't had a little hobby like this in a minute.
0: Excited for you. Well, um, that's a lot to chew on. So why don't we get another caller and talk to someone else who doesn't have a weird vendetta. Hopefully um, another caller you're on.
1: My name is, um, Dennis Romano, and my pronouns are he, they. So I've been focusing my beams on my neighbor, Jerry, and i really, uh, my intention and like my desire that I want to actualize has been primarily just to make Jerry feel bad. Like kind of just kind of sh**ing me. And just to give a little bit of background, Jerry is bad at parking. He parks like an asshole and just really, really bad at, uh, parking. And,
0: uh, So this is why you want to harm Jerry.
1: I want to harm Jerry because I want Jerry to pass away, but I mostly, I mean, yes, I also want him to park better. I want him to park better, but I also want Jerry to feel bad. You know what I mean? I want both those things.
0: Seems kind of cruel.
1: Dennis, well, I'm not comfortable with this kind of negativity that I'm hearing. But here's here's kind of the, the trick that's happening. So you're, you're wanting him to feel bad. You're wanting Jerry to feel bad. And you are wanting him to change his behavior with the parking. Those are two things that you want to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I want those things to happen. So what I'm hearing is those two separate things. Those are going to be dividing the power of your beams, right? So you can't be wanting... Him to feel bad, you know, feeling not so right and good. Maybe like a minor headache or like a backache or something like that. And also have him change what he's doing with when he's parking. You got to have your your beams directed in one area and one area at a
0: time, unfortunately. Mm, huh? Makes sense.
1: Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Mm, That puts me in kind of a tough spot. Mm, But I really do... I really do want Jerry to feel.
0: I mean, maybe if you get results from the, like, Park Better beams, that'll stick. Yeah. Forever, and then you can refocus your efforts after that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, Park Better. Then I'm going to make him uh, feel like total shit. Okay, perfect. All right. Oh, I'm a little concerned with that. Yeah, I'm going to go. I got things to do. Beams to beam. All right, thanks.
0: Okay, thank you for calling. You know, upon further consideration, I guess I didn't need to help him, like, do his dark work better.
1: I think, unfortunately, it sounded like Dennis was going to do bad things. Anyhow, I sort of hope Jerry's listening. Maybe Jerry needs to move.
0: Yeah, or like, you know, just talk to your neighbor. Well, yeah, that too, yeah. It's like, we're all in this together, you know? Yeah,
1: you kind of we're I'm
0: sure they can reach some kind of solution, yeah.
1: Because if you're parking on the road, there's only so much road, you gotta be, you know, if you got like a parking lot situation, you know, we're, we're sharing the space, you know, we all just want to yeah. kind of get through this together. Parking stuff can be real annoying, so I can see it both ways, but they don't want Jerry to die or anything, so yeah, and that's not really the not really of not evil beams. so no, but I want to talk, I got a nemesis now, so. Mm.
0: That's true, yeah. Complicated. I don't know. I mean, you didn't choose this nemesis. That's true. So, you know, maybe just this is sort of the first day of you being on a kind of dark path towards doing more evil in your life. Yeah. As you're you you know, you're slowly pushed along by your nemesis That's to true. do darker and darker stuff.
1: You know, this could be a fun chapter of evil, but I mean, I've always been sort of a fan of that lighter, lighter path, so... You know, mm. I got. I guess you got to kind of see where those beams take you. You can guide yourself using those beams, actualized to a certain extent, but then things come out of nowhere like a nemesis, and that just changes everything, so.
0: Uh, life is strange. Indeed. Could keep talking about that, but the phones are still ringing.
1: I've been liking these calls, so another call would be fun.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Um, got another one right here. You're on. Hello. My name's
4: Jocelyn Feenster, and I go by she, her. So I had a really terrible instance of gout, and I was prescribed a weekly regimen of attending the bean salon and going to beam therapy. That makes sense. And within a few weeks, my gout was gone. Oh. Wonderful. So I figured what was wrong with going every day and seeing what else the beams could cure about my body.
0: Now, is this the kind of beam therapy where people just, like, hold their hands over you and, like, shoot beams out of their palms?
4: Yes. It's a team of 15 people who all hold their hands over you and shoot out the beams.
1: Well, Jocelyn, I have uh, a good amount of experience with that beam salon and that technique of beam therapy. And Uh I am so glad that you had such wonderful results with your gout. Thank you. Unfortunately, it it cures gout, but that is it. It is solely designed to to cure that one ailment. So I I don't think you will not be getting results or cures for any other things that may be giving you ill.
4: Well, I know that that's... All it cures as far as we know, but I figured what, you know, what harm could there be in going to the salon every day? And then perhaps I never have to go back to the doctor because as far as we know, it cures gout, but there could be other possibilities as well.
1: Uh no no that's not that's not how it works and I do not believe that the Beam Salon has been doing any if you know they they haven't been trying to, to to cure anything other than gout so they're pretty upfront about the fact that you got gout go to the Beam Salon that's that's what that's why you go to the Beam Salon scout. gout yeah but
4: maybe this can be one of those situations where it accidentally cures something else like when you know they weren't searching for the color vermilion but they. When they were trying to turn uh, lead into gold, they accidentally found it. And now we have a beautiful blue color.
1: Anything could happen, I suppose, in that sense. But I just don't think it's a good idea to be going every
4: day. One, I'm surprised they're letting you do that. Well, I have to use different names. Yeah. Every time and a little disguise. But oh, no, the beam salon is closed today.
1: Well, I think that's probably good for your body to get something
4: a little... to do with the big fissure running all the way through it. Oh, yeah,
0: that'll get yeah, you every time. Yeah, that'll get
4: I'll have to find some other way to get the beams. I, I, I mean, yeah. I would probably take a rest on the beams. I'm going to go see if the other beam salon is open. All right, I can't sure, recommend that, okay. but you know, all right, all right. That do you thing. I'll see you all there. No, you won't. No.
0: You know, I kind of wanted to help her more, but it seemed like she really wasn't listening.
1: I don't don't know if she's ready to hear, you know, good advice right now. Yeah. Sometimes you find something that works for one thing, you know, very few things are a cure-all. That's just not how it works. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I drink Pedialyte when I'm really hungover, and it's sort of like a potion that makes me not hungover anymore. But... When I do that, when I have the flu, I still have the flu. It's true. Interestingly. Yep. Now, this might be getting into a little, like, medical realm that we're not qualified to talk about. But do you think, because gout, in my understanding, is at least a lot of the time caused by a buildup of uric acid that um, crystallizes in your joints and causes extreme pain. Mm -hmm. And do you think the beams... Are just the right frequency to break apart those crystals and send them packing?
1: I mean, I'm not an expert in this particular field, but that is my understanding based on, you know, the times that I have spent with those specialists at the the beam salon. Hmm. And it is designed specifically for that one purpose. They have fine-tuned those beams to do that one thing. So... If you were wanting it to do something else, you would have to find a different frequency or, you know, a different process. So that's why I'm I'm just concerned that uh, the, the process has been so practiced and, and designed for that one thing. You don't know what it's going to be doing. You know, that's not designed. You know, it's not part of the process once you don't have the gout, once that's been cured.
0: Yeah, because there's not that many things... In my body that I would like to have sort of destroyed with beams. Exactly. Maybe a kidney stone?
1: Yeah, which, you know, maybe kidney stones was also something that Jocelyn was dealing with, but it just gives me a little bit of concern. And and I, I hope that, you know, as much as it it, it's a shame that there is a fissure running through the beam salina as it is right now, I I think a break is probably... Is a good thing for for her body.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you know, I don't think she'll heed any of her warnings. So uh, whatever.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, I think that's the case.
0: Best to keep moving. Um, let's talk to someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I got another one right here. Caller, you're on.
3: Hello, my name is Harold Haster. him?
0: What's going on, Harold?
3: I'm you know, just doing a little bit of uh, exploring here by for the wilds near the out of limits of town here. I'm noticing this big, big old fence here, big wooden fence, you know, sort of in a a state of dilapidation. And it's got all these signs on it that say, you know, warning, beam zone, warning, no pacemakers beyond this point. And I've got a terrible heady here. That's a, you know, that's down under speak for headache. Okay. Harold. uh, Yeah, that's me, Harold Howster.
1: I don't want to be, uh, nervous Nelly, but, uh. Mm-hmm. If if you come across a, a fence that has many warning signs, might be a good idea that you don't go by that
3: fence. Are oh, you telling me not to go by the fence like near it? I wouldn't go anywhere near that fence. So you yeah. wouldn't want me to cross that fence there.
1: Absolutely not. Because no. I
3: did that oh, a, little, a ways oh. back. Oh my. I crossed over the fence. There was a big hole in the fence. You know, it looked looked to be made by some sort of animal trying to claw its way out. And know, uh, don't know if it successfully did on account of that. There's a skeleton underneath it, but uh,
0: seems like maybe a no. I
3: did crawl in looking for, you know, I'm an explorer. You know, I've got this big net just in case I see something, you know, mm-hmm. with catching in the net. I've got a, a pickaxe as well in case I need to, I don't know, break open a few stones, break open a few rocks. All right. I've got <laughs> I a big old do hat. That. So-
0: oh, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah.
3: one of the part of the brim is folded over, you know, sort of tells people he's out here, he means business, and I've got also these big gaiters attached to my boots to keep my my shins from getting bitten up by bugs.
0: Okay, we didn't need to know all that.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you're prepared for a, you know, an outdoor activity, but uh, I'm just real concerned. Beams can be very dangerous, and if you're going to put a sign up and a fence up, there's probably a reason that you shouldn't be going by it.
3: Lots of signs on the fence, a lot of them are washed out can't read a lot of them, but most of them do say don't enter. But I, I assume that the people who wrote those signs are gone on account of this place is awful dilapidated. There's a big facility on the on the horizon. Yeah, sort of an ominous building there. I was going to make my, my way towards it, but my, this migraine I've got has gotten really severe. Yeah, that's probably the beams. Probably the beams. I've run out of tissue paper on account of well, my nose keeps bleeding, so I keep having to shove more up there. Uh-huh but i got a real dry nose Happens sure. a lot
0: yeah honestly um, I think the beams might be interfering with your cell service because it's, there's some strange interference going on
3: here. yeah I, oh don't worry'm hear, hearing a sound I think there's somebody here to come rescue me or or at least show me out show me around I see a one very very bright light kind of like a motorbike coming towards me with its headlight on i don't know that i that's would get, get away it's from that that's actually kind of hot it uh got a lot of heat
1: i would go in the opposite direction right. and
3: i'm seeing oh there are my bones in my fingers i can see my bones oh jeez
1: and... oh, no! oh no! shoot i d- oh jeez well
0: i think he might be dead
1: i think he may be vaporized i think he may have melted by a beam
0: that's too bad
1: that is a shame sounded like a a delightful fellow who just wanted to go on adventures but
0: you gotta you know you gotta pay attention to those warning signs (sighs) sometimes they're there for a reason
1: in my experience when it is related to beams if there's a sign up and it says do not come by these beams or warning beam zone or danger beams they're not joking Uh they're you're gonna get melted to death
0: yeah because that wouldn't be very funny to joke about
1: no No beams can be fun they can be delightful they can change your hair color like we were talking about earlier they can you know change your life but they can also melt your body and turn it into ashes
0: huh well that's frightening um rest in peace i guess
1: rest in peace indeed well i'll a lesson to all the other callers if you come across this particular facility or any facility like it do not get closer go in the opposite direction very quickly oh yeah yeah exactly
0: you know listen to your body too if you're yeah you're getting physical feedback from your environment that's like out ouchy yeah this hurts you should go absolutely absolutely tragedy indeed can't be helped now though Mm -mm. i think we got time for one more caller though so let's get this last caller in right now last caller you're on
1: hi my name is marie starbeam uh my pronouns are she her and I've been listening to, uh, the calls today and I found the spotlights in this little gravel lot. And I just want to call in and kind of tell you about my experience as I'm, as I'm coming closer to this, the spotlight, I'm walking up to it and I'm seeing, uh, you know, like the actual lights and they're, uh, mm-hmm. moving around and all that fun stuff, but there's this little table next to it. It's like this cute little wooden table with a cassette. Oh God. I don't even like how would you even play a cassette I don't know and there's like a little note next to it that says play me and then a little heart which I guess like love honest Joel I don't know what that means but like that's is that a person I I don't I don't know your guess is good as mine oh geez it, it's kind of a little rumbly over here I'm gonna grab this cassette, but it's getting a little. Now, Marie, I would, I would recommend that you probably get uh, to like less rumbley ground, if you could.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's
1: getting a really, uh, real hard to stand on the ground. It's like a,
0: like it's turning into liquid. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. The ground is turning into liquid. It's like, like. waves, but it's the dirt and the sidewalk. So, um, bye! Well, be careful. Yeah. Careful. There's a high risk of falling in these sorts of situations. I think that's actually how a lot of people die.
1: Yeah, I would recommend that you probably stay put. You know, if if you feel like you're gonna get, like, a building gonna land on you, then probably try to not have that happen, but, you know. Yeah. I would stay still. And wait for the the land to be land again, rather than water.
0: Yeah, that would probably be for the best. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, You know, hope she's okay. But
1: absolutely, best of wishes. I will be sending positive beams in that direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to hear that tape. Yeah. I was hoping.
1: I'm curious about that. Now we we yeah. found the spotlight, and there's a tape. Goodness.
0: I have to get in touch and see what's on it. Yeah. Because could be kind of cool. Well, if you
1: do, I hope you play it on the air. I would just love to hear that.
0: Yeah, of course. Okay. I don't see why not. Well, anyways, that's it for the show pretty much. Um Yeah, good time to talk about what we learned real quick though. What did we learn? If you're Jerry, watch out for your neighbor. I've already said this, but you know, I mean, watch out for your neighbor in the sense of like look out for each other, but also like I think your neighbor wants to do you harm.
1: Yeah, you might want to move if that's possible for you in your life.
0: Yeah, gotta do something. What else did we learn? I would be wary
1: if if you're buying beams from someone you don't know in a parking lot and they're, they're saying it's unpasteurized, you know, that, that is dangerous. And just be aware that like, it, it might have fun results. Like, changing your hair color, but it also might tear your insides up. So I just want to, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you never do know. You got to find someone that you trust, someone who yeah. uh, does their due diligence, because you never know what those beams are cut with, you know? Exactly. Uh, what else? Really no progress on the sleeping one thing. That's, that's sort of a bummer.
1: Yeah, I-, I do hope they find a good song.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm growing concerned that they never will, but... Yeah who knows
1: if you see a sign that says warning beam zone or uh, do not enter beams or danger beams uh believe the sign and get away from the sign get away from that place yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: yeah it's not it's not a joke it's not not funny it's just don't do it
0: well that's probably good enough
1: i think we learned a lot
0: yeah definitely thanks for listening everybody um stay safe out there don't get crushed by falling buildings or anything. Keep your head up, and I'll talk to you next week.
4: Hi,
1: this is Hannah. Thank you for listening to Subtle Frequencies. Uh, if you want to know more about us and, I don't know, see pictures that we like to post on the Internet, you can go to our Instagram at subtle Frequencies. Um, We have a website, subtlefrequencies.com. You can uh, help support us by leaving reviews or telling your friends. If you wanted to support us monetarily, that is not necessary. You don't have to do that. But if you want to, um, you can do that through Pinecast, through tips. And the link for that is in our description. But yeah, we love you very much. And you're all very beautiful. Thank you.
0: Next time on Subtle Frequencies, if you
3: keep going like you're going, we're going to have to add another foot onto your height.
1: You've already amputated four of my legs. What am I supposed to do?
3: You signed up for this when you got the experimental medical insurance.
1: Father! I'm
3: sorry, son, but my hands are tied.
1: That's because you tie them together, Dad. Just because you're a doctor doesn't mean that you get to just say, oh no, I taped myself up with tape, t- 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 I can't even talk anymore
3: I did this for God And for medical science
4: Whoa what's going on here I'm Goku and I'm here to stop you Because I know what you did What are you talking about
0: Goku I know we're, about the bodies Pan What?
4: I know
3: you've been no. killing people For 30 years Pan That's
0: ridiculous I would never kill a person
3: Tell that to Arlene Summers And
0: Brad Paisley What, what are you talking about and my brother-in-arms vegeta i didn't kill vegeta that was frieza
3: you're lucky vegeta's not here to kill you himself i'm gonna have to do it
0: ah!